Because here's what I want you to do. I want you to invite Jesus to turn your setbacks into His comebacks. Uh, maybe you can download from Facebook Live uh, this sheet of paper. It might help you to focus and to hear the living Word of God because right now there are a lot of setbacks around us. Uh, do you remember those old movies, the Rocky movies? Oh, I can remember going to see the first Rocky movie. It was Sylvester Stallone who wrote them, produced them. He starred in them. He was Rocky Balboa. And the first movie was shown in 1973. And then there were a number of sequels, actually. But they all had the same theme. The theme was simple. Uh, there would be a setback. Rocky would have problems. Uh, everything was going south and sour. His life was lousy. And then there was this thunderous, victorious comeback. That's how every movie worked. Well, that certainly appeals to our hearts because we've all experienced setbacks. And we like the idea of a comeback. That's why the movies made $1.7 billion as an aggregate. Well, I want to give you something that is priceless. I want to give you information about how the Lord Jesus wants to turn your COVID-19 setbacks into His comeback. So this is a, a very important topic because, friends, right now our world is in the grip of the virus. We're in the valley of the virus. Um, the last figure, and it changes constantly, is one million people, it's estimated, have the virus. It's probably a lot more than that. Currently, 50,000 have died in the USA. We're now surpassing 300,000 people who have tested positive for the virus, and we've seen 8,000 people die. Uh, that mortality rate is about 2.7. Uh, we're in the grips of a setback. COVID-19 has disrupted virtually everything in our world. Uh, we've had setbacks for our health and our health care. We've had setbacks in the world economy. We've had setbacks in our travel system, certainly in our educational enterprises. Uh, I'm just curious, what have your setbacks been? What do they look like? I was talking to one mother, and of course, all the schools are out. And this mother said, well, I didn't really want to sign up to be a homeschool mom, but I can tell you this, if the scientists do not find a cure for COVID-19, the new homeschooling moms will do so. <laughs> she was desperate. I had another friend, and uh, a very close friend, and in a lamenting voice, he said, you know, Jay, it's hard to see everything that you've worked for for the last 10 years to be lost in a week. We've had to furlough all of our employees. We've got a lot of bills. I'm not sure what we're going to do or how this business will survive. It's quite a setback. I talked to young Tate Holly. We have a program here at First Baptist where we love to help people, our young people are our prizes. And we give a lot of scholarships through our foundation. And so people have been asking us to write recommendations for them. And so Tate is a senior in high school. And I was saying, Tate, how are you navigating this whole storm? And he said, Pastor Jay, you know, this is my senior year. I've always dreamed of this special year and all the extraordinary things we get to do. And 
we've got a great baseball team, and I thought we'd be state champions. And so we'll never know because those games will not be played. Our classes have all been wiped out. Well, I'm thankful for online learning, but it's sure not the same. Well, maybe you feel that way. Maybe you feel like you've experienced some setbacks. So against the backdrop of this bad news, let me give you the best news ever. Easter is coming, and Easter will not be canceled. The resurrection of Jesus Christ proclaims God's ultimate living hope. So what I want to do in the next few moments is in preparation for the most glorious day on our calendar. Let's go to John chapter 11. Get your Bible out or find your phone, and uh, let's go to John 11 verse 17, because let me tell you what it is. It's a preview of coming attractions. We're going to look at Lazarus's comeback, and Lazarus's comeback was a preview of God's coming ultimate attraction and that is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, here's the story. In John chapter 11, the setting is Bethany. It's about two miles away from Jerusalem. I've been there several times, and we find two sisters named Mary and Martha deeply grieving over the death of their beloved brother Lazarus. Um, Lazarus evidently had gotten sick, They had sent for Jesus because Jesus had enjoyed their hospitality, had stayed several times in their home in Bethany. They sent a speedy messenger asking Jesus to come quickly because Jesus had this power to heal diseases, and they knew if Jesus would come, Lazarus would be fine. But the messenger got back, and they expected Jesus to quickly follow, but Lazarus continued to get worse, and Jesus, their healing hero, was a no-show and then he died. And now four days have passed. And finally, seemingly out of time, Jesus arrives. Let's pick up the story there in John 11, verse 17. So, when Jesus came, he found that they had already, that uh, Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now, Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. Martha, therefore, when she heard that Jesus was coming, went to meet Him. But Mary still sat in the house. Martha, therefore, said to Jesus, Lord, Lord, if You would have been here, my brother would not have died. Even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother shall rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. And Jesus said, note verse 25, it is everything. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me shall live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I have believed that you are the Christ, the Son of God, even he who comes into the world. Well, let's cover this in a moment of prayer. Dear Father, oh, Father, we come very humbly and intentionally into your presence asking for your assistance. Lord, these 
are difficult days, terrifying days, turbulent times. So we're looking to you. We need your comeback for our setback. Pray that you would get me out of the way and that your spirit would be released into these homes and hearts scattered across our city and world by the thousands. People will hear this message, Lord, and they will be drawn to you and your victory and your resurrection hope. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, here's what I want you to understand. Let's examine this interaction between Jesus and Martha so you can learn how to turn your setbacks into God's comebacks. I've got four stages that I want to travel through or four steps that we should take together. Number one, number one, make this note, meet Jesus at your point of desperation. That's what Martha did. Meet Jesus at your point of desperation. Sometimes, friends, when we experience suffering or setbacks, when we have loss and disappointments, we almost want to withdraw, hide in our closet or in a corner. We want to be alone. But Martha, when she heard that Jesus was in the vicinity, she did not stay by herself. The Jewish custom was to mourn in your house alone for seven days. So Jesus comes on the fourth day, and when Martha hears, look what she does. Look at John 11, verse 20. And as soon as Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet Him. She made a beeline, beeline to Jesus. Now, she could have stayed at the house in apathy, in brokenness. She could have run away. She could have gone and hidden herself. But look what she does. She runs to Jesus and that's the wisest thing anybody can do who is hurting. Run to Jesus. When you feel overwhelmed, struggling, depressed, stressed, when you feel betrayed, you've lost a loved one, you're struggling with loneliness, with an addiction, with a self-defeating habit, you feel crunched by COVID-19, where do you take that desperation? Take it to Jesus. That's the great truth here. Do you remember when Job in the Bible lost everything? Job was a man who had a wonderful sterling reputation. He had been blessed economically. He had 10 children. And then just in a moment, who shows up but the devil himself? And always remember, hurt and hate come from hell, not heaven. You see, we live in a fallen world, and the origin of our evil is found in Genesis chapter 3 when the devil shows up. In Job 1, verse 6, the devil shows up, and he hurts Job. How does Job respond? Does he run away from God? No, he runs to God, just like Martha is doing here. And that's what you ought to do. When you are hurting, run to Jesus. Look at Matthew 11, verse 28. It's a fabulous invitation. It says, come unto me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So meet Jesus at your point of desperation. Number two, admit your pain of disappointment. Admit your pain of disappointment. Um, the Scripture says that when Martha came up to Jesus, she did not engage in small talk or pleasantries. She didn't say, well, hello, Jesus. Sorry you couldn't make it to the funeral of one of your best friends, Lazarus. 
She did not give him a line dripping with barbs and sarcasm. Instead, look what she said in verse 21. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. She went straight to the complaint. And this statement is a mixture of anger and disappointment. Her setback led to a blowback against Jesus. She was just saying, she was saying, Jesus, if you would have been here, if you would not have waited and delayed, then Lazarus would be alive. Friend, if, if you have a setback that you're dealing with today, I want you to know that you need to be honest to God. You need to be transparent. You need to express the pain of your disappointment because the Lord can handle it. Let me give you a biblical example. There was in the Scripture a man named John the Baptist, and Jesus said he was the greatest man ever born to a woman. He was the forerunner of Jesus himself. John the Baptist was imprisoned, and when this free spirit was put in prison, he was crushed. And certainly, uh, along with his spirit being crushed, he was wondering if Jesus was really and truly the Messiah. So he sent word to Jesus, are you the one we're looking for? Are you the Christ? You see, doubts have built up in my heart, and these doubts are starting to damage my faith and my hope. And do you know what Jesus did? He did not scold him. He was not cold to him. He simply told him, I am doing the work of the Messiah. The captive is being set free. The broken is being restored. And the favorable year of the Lord is being proclaimed. You see, what did he do? He calmed John down, and he lifted him up. C.S. Lewis gives one of the greatest truths I've ever encountered. He puts it like this, in the hard times, it is easy to trust your doubts and doubt your faith. It's much better to doubt your doubts and trust your faith. Friend, right now, if you're hurting, if everything in your life seemingly has gone south and gotten sour, then doubt your doubts and trust your faith. Let me give you an anchor. It's found in 1 Peter 5, 7. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. What kind of cares do you have right now? Is it about your finances, your relationships? Is it about COVID-19? Is it about homeschooling, vulnerable, aging parents? Is it about loneliness or your future? Give it to Jesus. There's a group called Third Day, and they've got a fabulous song. It's called Cry Out to Jesus. Listen to these words. There is hope for the helpless. There is rest for the weary and love for the broken heart. There's grace and forgiveness, mercy and healing. He will meet you wherever you are cry out to Jesus. Cast all of your cares upon Him because He cares about you. Now, let's go to number three. Let's go to number three. I want you to see Jesus for who He really is. This is the third step to turn your setback into a comeback. See Jesus for who He really is. Now, this is the turning point. You see, this is where Jesus will turn setbacks into God's comebacks. Now, let me explain something that's pivotal and ultra-important. You see, at this point, Martha did not understand Jesus' identity. She did not understand that Jesus is God. She knew that Jesus was a great teacher. 
She knew that Jesus was a wonder-working miracle worker, but she did not know that He was God. And that's when Jesus drops this giant bomb of information on her. Uh, He wants to turn His identity into her present and personal truth. Now, what's this? What does Jesus say? Here's the key. Jesus said to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Everyone who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. This is an extraordinary statement. This is the greatest of the seven I am sayings of Jesus. This is the proclamation that Jesus is the Savior of the world who's come to give eternal life. But note this, Jesus is saying the resurrection is not an event. The resurrection is a person. The resurrection is Jesus, and Jesus wants to be Martha's personal resurrector, her personal Savior. And the same applies to you, friend. Oh, I would have you understand this, that when you embrace the fact that Jesus' presence, power, and provision is currently available to you, that starts the process of moving your setback into God's comeback. Let me tell you the story of another Martha. (laughs) Not Martha the Scripture, but Martha Hawkins. Some of you have eaten at a restaurant. It's called Martha's Place, not too far from here, over in Atlanta Highway. It's become rather famous. As a matter of fact, it's been noted as one of the most famous places to eat in all of the South. Do you know Martha's story? She was our church cook here for five years, and Martha and I are dear friends. Our hearts were knitted together during that time frame. Martha was the 10th of 12 children born into her family, and her mom was a a wizard in the kitchen. Her mom could take just a few vegetables from the garden and turn it into a feast and never turned away a hungry mouth. And Martha grew up dreaming that someday she would have a restaurant and she would feed people. Well, Martha got pregnant early. She was pregnant when she was 16, and she went ahead and married the baby's dad. They had Uh, three other children. Martha had four sons. And then a setback, one setback after the other happened to Martha. Her husband left her. She had some health problems, a ruptured appendix. Um, She went on to welfare and just couldn't seem to keep up with any bills. She began to have horrible mental visions of dread and doom and anxiety. She slipped over the edge into mental illness. She was placed in a hospital for three months. They gave her electroshock therapy. She was giving in. She was giving up. It seems like all was lost. And then one day, she took from the little table by her bed, a Gideon's Bible. It had been sitting there all the time in plain sight. And she began to read the promises of Jesus. She said the red letters of Jesus began to leap off of the pages into her heart. And as she grew strong, not necessarily from the therapy or from the medicine, but from the living Word of God, she encountered Jesus, and she began to embrace His provision, His power, his peace and perspective. One day she says in her book that she set that Gideon's Bible on the floor and she stood on the Bible to say, from this day forward in faith, I trust you, Lord Jesus, and I will stand on the Word of God.
Well, from that moment forward, her setbacks, uh, they started to have comebacks attached to them. Uh, she got things together. She started baking cakes in the neighborhood. She uh, was earning extra money. She started catering meals. Next thing you know, she got a restaurant near the church here over on Sayre Street, called it Martha's Place. Oh, she started to cater and grow successful. She's been recognized by the White House and every organization as a person who's made the most extraordinary comeback. She went from welfare to now employing 32 people. And before the COVID-19 problem, she was feeding 500 people a day from her restaurant. What a comeback. If you want to know more, her book is entitled Finding Martha's Place, My Journey Through Sin to Salvation with a Lot of Soul Food on the Side. You will hear Martha give credit and glory to the Lord Jesus Christ for turning her setbacks into his comeback. Well, here's the fourth step. Don't miss it. Boldly believe and receive his blessing. Boldly believe and receive his blessing. Now, Martha had asked a question. It's Jesus' turn to ask her a question and to ask you a question. Listen to his question. You see, Jesus puts Martha on the spot. And here's the big question. Jesus said, everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? This is a penetrating question for all people. Do you trust that Jesus is who He claims to be, the living Son of God, the giver of eternal life, your resurrection, and your source of abundant living? Do you believe this? And what did Martha do? She affirms it. She personally embraces Jesus. She says, I believe you are the Messiah, the Son of God who has come into the world, my precious friend. Have you confessed Jesus as your Savior? Have you owned Jesus as your Lord? Have you made Him your personal friend, not just a faraway distant concept, not just a borrowed faith because of a relative? Is Jesus your resurrection and your life? Have you embraced His power, His peace, His provision, His perspective for your life? You know the rest of the story. They went to the tomb, and Jesus said, unroll that stone that covers the tomb. And practical Martha was protesting. She said, you know, he's been dead for four days. It's going to smell really bad in there. Lo, it stinketh, she says in King James English. And Jesus was not worried about the foul odor. He looks into the open jaws of death in that tomb, and he says, Lazarus, come forth. I believe if he had not limited it to Lazarus, that entire graveyard would have exploded with corpses coming to life because the one who gives life called forth Lazarus back from dead to life. What a moment. The place exploded in exhilarating joy. Can you imagine when they unwrapped the grave clothes and they saw the smiling face of Lazarus? Mary and Martha saw their worst setback become God's most phenomenal comeback all in that moment. Well, friends, I believe that's what the Lord is going to do with COVID-19. I believe God is going to turn this horrible setback into a far-reaching revival, an awakening that will shake the soul of this world. God can do it. Well, let me give you one more comeback story. We all love comeback stories like Rocky or 
Martha Hawkins or Lazarus. You see, Jesus is the ultimate comeback artist. He is going to break the backbone of death on Easter Sunday and give us his hope. Uh, A young lady by the name of Bethany Hamilton knew the hope of Jesus. Let let me tell you her story in closing. It's instructive. It's inspiring. Bethany Hamilton was this world-class athlete at age 13. She was a surfing machine. She lived in Kauai, Hawaii. And one day she was out surfing on the shores. She was riding some big waves, and suddenly a giant shark came up. And not only tried to attack Bethany, the shark bit her board, but then took off her left arm. She was out in the ocean. Somehow she held onto the board. The shark didn't attack again. She got back to shore. She was bleeding profusely. She should have died from loss of blood. They got her to the hospital. She lost 70% of her blood supply. But get this, in two months, this courageous young Christian woman was back surfing. And in two years, at age 15, Bethany Hamilton won the Women's World Surfing Championship. Can you imagine? What a comeback. Listen to how she describes it. Bethany, by the way, is now married. She has two children. She surfs and wins competitions all over the world. I would suggest she is one of the greatest comeback stories in all of sports, but be inspired by how she framed it. She said, I grew up in a true Christian home and family. When the shark attack occurred, I knew that Jesus had me in the palm of His hand, and He would take care of me. I trusted God had a plan for all of this. I totally believed in the Lord. I said, God, I don't know why I lost my arm, but I trust You will bring good from my loss. And that's the Lord's calling for you today. No matter what your setback is, trust that He is the resurrection and the life, and He will orchestrate your comeback. The shark of COVID-19 has taken a bite out of us. But let's be like Bethany. Let's be like Martha. Let's be like Lazarus. And trust the living Lord Jesus to turn your setback into His comeback. Let's pray about it. Oh, Father, thank You. Thank You for this message of hope on Palm Sunday. Thank You, Lord, that You orchestrate comebacks. Oh, Father, we need Your help. These days are storm-filled, and these problems are bigger than our fragile, fleeting resources. So right now, we want to declare that we believe in You. We receive Your hope and Your help into our lives. Father, we want to promise You, like Martha, that we will trust You and follow You through the setback to Your promised comeback. We make that prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, friend, here's the key. you got to believe and you got to receive. And that happens when you do what Jesus prescribed in John chapter 1, verse 12. He said, as many as believe in me, to them I give power to receive sonship and daughtership. If you will believe in Jesus, you will be received into his family now and forever. How do you do that? It's as simple as Romans 10, verse 9. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is your Lord, because you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you 
will be saved. You'll be made whole. You'll move from setback to comeback. Why don't you do that right now? Just pray this simple prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I trust you. Come into my life. I choose to follow you and give my life to you. And I ask, Lord Jesus, that right now you will make me new and whole and different. You will move me from lost to found. You will move me from darkness to light. You will move me from death to life through your resurrection power. Just say, Jesus, make me your child. And he'll do it right now if you'll surrender your all. Surrender your all right now.